Hello, fellow gamers. How is your gameplay experience these days? For me, playing online games and the feeling of victory after each time you win a round really makes my everyday mood lighter. And with Globe Prepaid's Go Plus 99, you can take a break from the real world and experience the games that you love more because with a total of 16 gigabytes of data, you'll have 8 gigabytes of all sites to do what you need and 8 gigabytes of data for apps that you love. You also get unlimited text to all networks valid for 7 days. And that's only for 99 pesos. Such a good deal, right? With 16 gigabytes of data, you can now grind and play with your friends even while you're at home. Just download the new Globe One or Gcash app or dial star 143 pound sign on your mobile phones to quickly register. With Globe Prepaid's Go Plus 99, you can now dunk it. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me the hell, yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spoker. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Ina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you are listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C. and Romoran breaking down another huge week in wrestling with everybody for our last live stream for 2021. So that's right, uh, it's mid-December pa lang, pero yung uh, PNA family natin, they're gonna be going on their Christmas break as well. So let's give them a bit of a break. Uh, we're gonna do things old school for the last couple of weeks for our year-end special happening next week right before Christmas. And uh, the following week, we'll be predicting Day 1 and Wrestle Kingdom 16 in a super-packed episode to close out 2021. Uh, shout out to Rowan the SHIT. He's waiting in the wings backstage. And we've got Babyface producer Al uh, joining us for the very first time, who you guys should know is related to one Vintendo. Not just related. I mean, like, you make it sound like Indisa uh, from the same nuclear family, but he is actually the little brother of Vintendo. So uh, amazing how the wrestling world has converged in our, you know, podcast world. So saying hey to Al, thank you, Al, for holding down the fort in place of Gail, who is, you know, enjoying himself in the PNA face-to-face Christmas party. Yeah, and speaking of the PNA uh, face-to-face Christmas party that's happening right now, so wala si na babyface producer Gail. Uh, ngayon, we actually sent them some Patron Tequila courtesy of the Liao family so they can go get themselves shit-faced drunk tonight. So uh, if you want to say hi to your favorite PNA people, uh, go send them a message on the PNA Facebook page. I'm sure they're having a blast right there tonight. Pero tayo, they'll work from home pa rin tayo and dahil wrestling never stops and never sleeps, tuloy pa rin ang ligaya for our last live stream of 2021. 
Uh, well, let's well, start. You oh, can sorry. you can consider this you can consider this our little Christmas party. Yes, Why don't that's we right. Just, yeah, no. uh, we're all here. We're all gathered uh, online, and it is almost Christmas, and it is the season for Christmas parties. So let this be the official wrestling wrestling podcast Christmas party, diba? Yeah, I agree. I second the motion. Tana, tana Christmas party natin dito sa WWP. On that note, babyface producer Al. Let's put up the first slide as we get to our first bit of news from outside the ring. So uh, it was reported just a few hours ago by Sports Illustrated that Kevin Owens has re-signed a multi-year contract with WWE. Ilang linggo natin to pinag-usapan, di ba? Magsistay ba siya sa WWE? Lilipat pa siyang AEW? Ang daming teasers. Yung Young Bucks nag-tweet ng Mount Rushmore. Si Kevin Owens napatweet din. Pero dito rin lang din umuwi. Nag-resign siya. For a multi-year contract, so this basically ends the AEW talk, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, si Boswaki was not here for last week, so ngayon lang yun na discover na may paseminar tayo ngayon. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think the AEW talks were a thing. They weren't, you know, fake. They weren't fictional. And I'm guessing he really did consider the option of going over to AEW. Pero siempre. Uh, WWE provided for Kevin Owens' family, so he will stick with WWE. And I guess they made him a strong offer, so that's probably what happened there. And I can't blame him for choosing money and you know financial security in, in, in his spot on the WWE roster. And to be fair, but with all of the things that have happened sa roster turnover ng WWE, I would say na mas may space pa rin talaga for Kevin Owens on Raw where he is kesa sa AEW, which as you can see, diba, sobrang dami na nilang stars from everybody who's moved over to AEW in 2021 alone. Yeah, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, pero it turns out that the smart thing to do career-wise at the end of 2021 is actually to stay put in WWE. While it might not be the best uh, creative wise, parang siempre you're still gonna get the silly stories, which we'll talk about in a bit, because I have some feelings about how Raw went down. Uh, it's all about the money, a lot of times, and as our uh, friend TJP says, uh, the only thing, the only two things real about the wrestling business are the money and the miles. So, uh, kung nasa anong pera, ni natin, uh, natin if pwedeng iblame si Kevin Owens for going there. See, Chino, he actually put this in our show notes for today. So he wanted to ask you, Ro, what does this mean for Chaos booking down the road now that he's re-upped? Uh, that's a good question. I would like to think that in an ideal world, sana they keep him at near the top of the card, right? But now that he's already signed, there's no, um, there's no reason to uh, make him happy or happier then I can assume also that they could be complacent with how they book him. So, sana hindi yung mangyari, siyempre. Uh, pero I can't also discount that possibility. What, what I want to see out of Kevin Owens in 2022 is that he forms a tag team with someone and actually goes after the tag team championships. Because we saw him with Sami Zayn in 2017-2018. Pero they never really contended for the tag titles. But I think na. If, if Kevin Owens goes into the tag team division like AJ Styles did over the past year, it'll be very refreshing. And if he wins the tag titles, the uh, Grand Slam champion that in Shah, right? Yeah, uh, Sana. I mean, like, I don't know if he puts too much stock in all of that stuff, um, especially the, um, the kayfabe accolades. I mean, it is one way to show how a company values you, but at the same time, it's also a prop. 
I can't deny that it's also a prop. So I don't know if that is a big a deal as we think it is, diba? Yeah, kung priority ba yun kay KO. All right, let's get our next. Wait, wait, wait. Any questions? Sorry, I just wanted to uh, address. Sige. I just wanted to address Roman's questions. Sa ano, sa comments. He asks, "May chance pa ba si Gargano, Johnny Gargano, to resign with WWE?" And I want to address it because there was a there was a bit of news that came out a few days ago that said that WWE thinks he and Kyle O'Reilly are just taking time off away from NXT. So if you believe them and their optimism, uh, it could be possible that. Gargano comes back and takes the WWE money for their new kid and their new family. So, kung gusto mo maniwala and believe in the stars, that that's gonna happen. There's nothing stopping you. But at the same time, I also don't think that there is much of a spot for him on the main roster. I actually don't know uh, about anything about where Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano are going. Um, but you know, pinag-usapan naman natin, di ba, last week na si Candice LeRae is pregnant, so it could be possible na Johnny just wants to take this time off then to just be with Candice through the later stages of the pregnancy. But yung we'll see by I know February. I think that's when Candice LeRae is due, um, based on yung mga reports na, na uh, SRS. Um, one more thing before we get our next piece of news. This is from Julian's comments. Uh, he says he's seeing AEW fans calling KO a sellout after having re-signed with WWE. So meaning baraw nito is that AEW fans hate the fact that KO provides for his family by signing a new deal with WWE. AEW, well, that, that is the implication, yes. AEW fans want what they want. And they didn't na naisip na, okay, uh, Kevin Owens is thinking about his family and the guaranteed money that he'll get from WWE and the merchandise money he's making. So come on, guys. Those people have never been in his shoes and have never had to choose, you know, how to you know, how to make the money that he needs to make. What I'll say is that until you've experienced actually making a living for yourself in the wrestling business, I don't think you should really be commenting like that on other people's business moves because livelihood nila yan, eh, diba? Oh. Familia tayo that we have to provide for. And if Kevin Owens believes that this is the best way for him to pro- uh, provide for his family, edi, diba, what do I have to say? Diba? I, have, I have nothing to say to that. I support take it. From guy, take it from guys who make $6 a show. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, brother. All right, let's get to this next piece of news from outside the ring. So hours after our last live stream, uh, we saw the news reported by Fightful that Jeff Hardy had been released by WWE. And um, you know this is probably in connection with what had happened at the house show circuit uh, just days before the news broke out. Yeah, so Matt's... Got him, got on his stream and said, "No, hey, okay, Jeff Hardy is fine. His his brother is fine. Um, he refused the rehab because he felt that he didn't need it. But I guess WWE didn't want the bad publicity from all of that. So I I can understand that as well. Um, I guess there is something that happened and we just don't know what the details are. So to me, uh, I'm gonna repeat what I said on TikTok and on Twitter." And uh, let's just please let the man rest. Oras na para magpahinga si Jeff Hardy. Marami na siyang sakit na katawan. And I just don't want him to put himself in a position where he has to, you know, medicate. I don't know if that's what he's doing right now. Pero alam mo yun, I don't want him to get worse because he has to put him, his body through all of that stuff still. You know? Yeah. Um. If you guys were... 
keeping tabs on your social media ni Matt Hardy, he posted a video this past week where nagkakat siya ng promo and then Jeff Hardy came in and then he was saying, oh, I was listening to Release Me by Wilson Phillips. So medyo may patama na towards yung nangyari sa kanya and um, it kind of looks like they're hinting towards a Hardy Boys reunion. Probably in yeah, AEW. Sure. Kasi andun na rin naman si Matt Hardy. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's what's, that's what's gonna happen. And I guess if you're a Jeff Hardy fan who wants Jeff Hardy to be back in the ring, um, uh, your 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 wish will be granted. Na yun na yung Pero syempre, uh, as I said, sana magpahinga na lang siya. Yeah. Uh, our very own Rowan, the SHIT, is asking, isn't it weird that WWE.com no longer reports yung mga releases? Um, what I have to say to that is you have everyone else doing it na rin naman. Uh, Forbes, Sports Illustrated, dati ESPN when they had the partnership, they were Fightful, you have all these outlets who are doing it na rin. So, it's not a big deal. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to feel about it, though. Uh, that's a good question that Rowan brings up. Um, it is weird, I will say. Because, of course, there's no official announcement, right? Uh, you got to corpcom that stuff eventually because it is uh, a huge bit of news. So I don't know why they haven't reported it. Yeah, I, you're right in saying that... I didn't notice that they didn't report it. They just wanted to be fightful and si Sean Ross to report it. It's like Woj ng wrestling, right? Eh, yeah, but it's weird if you have to course it through a third party. Because it's your business and it's your people. Parang, uh, do teams course it completely through Woj at this point? No, hindi, hindi naman. I, I think they still have their own press people, so NBA. Yo, yeah, exactly. That's what you need to do. What I want to know is how SRS gets all this info, like basically immediately. Uh, source. He, uh, he has a lot of sources. Um, he is well networked in the company. <laughs> Well connected. All right, let's get to this um, next piece of news from outside the ring. We also learned this week that the name Piper Niven has reportedly been trademarked by WWE, and uh, this this can only mean good things for Dewdrop, Deba. Right? Yeah, uh, they realized uh, okay, Dewdrop is not a good name for a heel, <laughs> and tamanaman, tamanaman. Uh, I really thought it was eventually a matter of time before. Piper Niven came back as the ring name. So, napatagal lang ng konte, pero it turns out that they needed a heel turn for that. Sobrang bangis din ng pangalan ng Piper Niven. Like, I've always liked that name. Even when she went as Viper, like, it, it just sounded really nice. So, you know, I'm excited for her to, to be rebranded once again as Piper Niven. Whether she keeps being a heel or she eventually turns babyface down the road, I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good. She uh, somebody said that she is in the Nia Jax role, but doing it better. And I agree, she is actually doing it better. Yeah. So, uh, good things. Hopefully, more good things on the horizon for Piper Niven. All right, time for us to take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk about SmackDown and Raw. But first, we got to let you know about one of the ways you can support the podcast, and that is through your online shopping over on Lazada. Alright guys, the Christmas sale for Lazada has been extended all the way up till tomorrow. So if you are still getting stuff, if you were waiting for payday, you will get everything you need on Lazada and everything you want on Lazada. Say hashtag Nasa Lazada yan. And you can support our podcast through our affiliate link. It is podlink.co slash IAM. Podlink.co slash the letters IAM. Type that in your mobile browser at the cart and check out from the app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast. That works across to you. And now a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. 
You can never go wrong with the right games to play, especially with the time that you have. On top of that, you can never go wrong by being with Globe Prepaid as you play because with a total of 16 gigabytes of data, that's 8 gigabytes of all of the sites to do what you need to do and 8 gigabytes of data for apps that you love through Globe Prepaid's Go Plus 99 with GoPlay promo. On top of that, you also get unlimited text to all networks valid for seven days. To register, grab your phones now and head on via their new Globe One app, Gcash, or dial star 143 hashtag on your phone. So if you're into Mobile Legends, Clash of Clans, PUBG Mobile, Call of Duty Mobile, League of Legends Wild Drift, Legends of Runeterra, Twitch, register to Go Plus 99 with Go Play promo now. Uh, let's get to our next bit of um, a bit of bit of news to Let's get to our next talk point. Babyface producer Al, let's put up the next slide for SmackDown. Uh, I want to talk about Paul Heyman. Because the opening segment on SmackDown featured Heyman, Brock Lesnar, and Sami Zayn. And the big question coming out of that is, napadulas ba si Paul Heyman? And has he uh, revealed kung kanino ba talaga siya uh, aligned na hindi pala siya part talaga ng bloodline as we've all been led to believe? And is this something we've actually been waiting for? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think he was just, you know, teasing or taunting Brock Lesnar to do his thing, his beast incarnate thing. I don't think it is a revelation of anything. Um, it's still a matter of time. I think whatever it is, we'll find out on day one itself. So whether or not he aligns with Lesnar is an entirely different story. It depends on uh, how they want to build toward WrestleMania. So I don't want to get into it now before seeing what happens on day one. May parang BBTF na nangyayari. Like that's what I felt nung ano, nung si Paul Heyman, he went back into advocate mode and uh basically inujuk ni si Brock Lesnar para i-attack si Sami Zayn, diba? Nung una kasi medyo chill pa si Brock, eh, diba? And then he just went all beast mode once again and just destroyed Sami at the urging at the behest of Paul Heyman. So talagang BBTF 'yun for me. I think he was just pissing Brock off. That's not much of anything. Yeah, never on Kumu. Yon. What's up to the people on Kumu? Alan says, Brock speaking French was the highlight of that segment. I would say that that segment was the highlight of SmackDown. Uh, my brother saw it on TV because he doesn't watch wrestling anymore. He, he hasn't been watching for a long time. And then he, <laughs> he knows his stories and asked, what the fuck happened to Brock Lesnar? And uh, Brock is obviously just living his best life. I mean, I wouldn't say that he like let go or whatever. I actually like yeah, this man. look on him. Just, 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 I wish I could grow my hair like that. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, he just wants to be a farmer, which is totally fine. I think that is the most resonant uh, gimmick that he's ever had. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Um, I actually like Brock Lesnar on the mic now. Um, but there was a time na when Brock would speak, parang ah, parang diaw bilib sa sinasabi nito. Ah. I mean, like he's a big guy, intimidating parin siya. Pero yung tipong hindi siya sobrang nakakatakot talaga pag nagsalita niya siya, which is why he's needed Heyman for the longest time. But now, uh, he's actually pretty funny. I think uh, it's because hindi na siya nagpipilit na maging angas. Like, I've noticed that he toned down the angas a little bit now that he's, uh, now that he is a babyface. So he just needs to be intimidating when it's time to be intimidating. But other than that, when he's not being intimidating, he's actually just 
goofing around and you know lulling people into a false sense of security. Yeah, like Sammy. Nakatulong ba si Sammy yung kaexena niya? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sammy is a good chicken shit heel, so he is a good coward as well. So he plays off really well with Brock. Right. So yeah, uh, really happy that uh, they're um, giving Brock Lesnar to us on screen like this. Uh, also happening, uh, also something that happened on SmackDown. You had that triple threat tag team main event. So apparently, mistakes were the winner, the winning team, selling best tag team in WWE, and you had the New Day win. So what does that tell you about the New Day and RK Bro and the Usos? Uh, I would say it is an endorsement of the New Day as you know, as the most mainstream stable and tag team that they'll ever have in this era. So. You can say RK Bro. You can say you can say that Randy Orton is popular with people with fans who are lapsed with with fans now. Um, you can say that the Usos are a good pick, pero for crossover appeal, that guy it's a new day. New day's been on Nickelodeon. New day's been on G Four, and it's tough to top that. And I actually pretty I actually uh, agree with it. Uh, weird random stipulation aside, <laughs> I don't get why they had to do that. In this random episode of SmackDown, but okay, I, I don't disagree. Yeah, uh, so ni report in this past week na Roman Reigns was on vacation, kaya wala siya. So I guess they had to call Randy Orton for for double duty, uh, triple duty for Riddle, cause he also did NXT 2.0, But now that we know na shapaling shaman ng MSK, so they brought them over, had this triple threat main event to fill in the gap uh, for an absent Roman Reigns. Yeah, uh, it it is what it is. But buti na lang din si Brock, so. They or Brock carried the show well. I mean, twenty minutes they naman yung segment nila, so yeah, I would say that he really carried a significant part of the show, right? Yep. A- anything yep. else from SmackDown you want to touch on before we go to Raw? Uh, other than walang smartphones to Brock, that's pretty much it. <laughs> All right, let's go over to Raw. Oh and... wait, 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 Roman is asking about Zaya Lee. Oh, so that's actually it's actually a pretty good question. Uh. It's pretty good. Um, I like that they veered away from the whole Tian Sha thing. Yes, uh, obviously right. that wasn't that wasn't gonna work. That wasn't. It was good on NXT on Black and Gold NXT, but it wasn't gonna work on, um, on on the main roster. So they found a good character for Zaylee, and I think this is a character na kaya niya panindigan. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Uh, I love the the AR, yung electricity, the lightning bolts uh, coming out from her fingers. Nagustuhan ko yun. Um, I like how. Uh, there are elements of her Chinese heritage, but hindi siya necessarily tied into stereotypes, which is kind of like how Tian Sha started before they really doubled down on the stereotypes. Um, but I, I love how see uh, Zaya Lee, her English is also really improved. Like compared to yeah, when she's she was re- brand new, diba? Yeah, she's pretty good. Speaking of female wrestlers, saying hey to the queen of Philippine wrestling herself, Crystal is What's in the good? chat. Hey! Been a Miss long you. time. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Crystal. Uh, so yeah, I'm um, just going back to Zia Lee. Really happy for her. Um, I, I can't wait to see her uh, go through the ranks on SmackDown, especially since medyo kulang sila sa babyface uh, female wrestlers. So I think Zia Lee is a great addition to um, the blue brand right now. Let's go to Raw and talk about Bobby Lashley because I have feelings ka about how Bobby was included into the WWE Championship picture. Yeah, uh, God, God. Uh, it was getting it was okay the first two matches because they had that three um they had the three the gauntlet of three matches diba? and the last match was a no DQ match and then 
and then Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Boba sila para tulu- at first tulungan si ano si Big E because they didn't want Bobby Lashley to be the match. Who wants Bobby Lashley in in your own championship match, right? And then they go and attack Big E. So what the hell? What the hell was that? And what were you getting at if you were tr- if you were trying to make the person you wanted to win lose? I thought the whole point was to beat down Bobby Lashley and not let him get to the main uh, to the championship match at day one. So brang nakabobo kasi ginawa nila tanga si Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Specifically, it they became the idiots that Big E said they were. Sayang for me na parang na yung okay like like you would have something to say na ganyan, di ba? Because I liked how they portrayed Kevin Owens to simula. Na just minutes into the match, like to me that was smart, right? It, it was very um, uh, conniving of Kevin Owens to have done that. So I I wish that it would have been more consistent. Yeah, um, it's Jesus Christ, and this is the thing that Kevin Owens has resigned to. So uh, good luck to you in the next uh, four or three three years because WWE contracts are three years. Uh, just hope that the money is worth it. Uh, yeah, that's. Um, I don't know. Um, I do. The question is, do we want Bobby Lashley in this match? I think we've already answered that last week. But to reiterate, they are blowing their load early again. Uh, with this stacked day one championship match, I know they want to make the day one pay per view a really big show. I say New Year, um, hmm. holiday. But I think there was a limit that you couldn't have stopped at. You know. Yeah, uh, then again, someone could argue that what's going to do Bobby Lashley? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Beat up Finn Balor. I mean, Finn <laughs> Balor's not doing Finn Balor was out of the match, so he is the only one left out of the whole thing. As the last, uh, one of the other world championship contenders of this past year. No, no, no that's so, true. The beating Fatal 4-Way that Seth won, yeah. Seth, KO, Finn, and uh, yeah. Lashley, right? Yeah, was it Lashley? Was it? I, I think it was Lashley. Oh, that. yeah, yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, that's probably yeah, right. it it was Lashley. So si si talaga the others dito, right? Yeah, so sobrang weird none. I feel bad for Finn, but I guess uh, he gets to put over Austin Theory, <laughs> so that's the thing. To be fair, I actually like the Finn and Austin Theory story, but you know, yeah, uh, okay, man. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna talk about that more as it progresses. For now, though, let's talk about Miz TV. And uh, the one thing that stood out to me was Miz using Maurice as a shield. And correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the first time that yung babae nagalit siya, naginamit siya ng husband as a shield or nung jowa niya no, as a shield? No, uh, this isn't the first time. I don't remember when it happened before, but I distinctly remember that this has happened before. And uh, it might be the first time that a husband and wife did it. And it might be the first time that the wife didn't willingly agree to becoming the shield because usually pag heal yung asawa mo uh papayag ka eh. yeah. papayag ka na magamit as a shield i, I think i think maria canellas has done this before um something like that so it is pretty interesting it is a nice wrinkle but i think and i put this in my review for raw i think among ayara dito is that uh it turns out that they planned it all along like they planned the domestic argument all along and it turns out that they were uh, lulling Edge into a false sense of security. What do you think of the Hall of Fame video for The Miz? Because no una, I actually thought, that, Oy, teka, <laughs> uh, a lot of people saw it on Twitter. And when they saw it on Twitter, 
maraming naniwala. But when you see it in context, it's obvious that it was a joke. Mm-hmm. And Shepard, Miz was endorsing himself to be the, the headliner of the Hall of Fame class. So obviously that's not real. I mean, pero if you see it without context on Twitter first, you can't be blamed for thinking that it was actually a thing. And we're way too early to be announcing the next Hall of Fame class anyway. Yeah, actually, uh, that doesn't happen until like after the Rumble. But, you know, the, the package was really believable because it kind of looked like every other Hall of Fame video package that we'd get in the first quarter of any normal calendar year, diba? Right? Uh, Leo is asking, mixed tag team match kaya Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. I would love that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put. It, I wouldn't put it beyond them. I think that's a thing that could happen. Lalo na nag retire from commentary si Beth Phoenix. So who knows? Might just happen. What if that's the WrestleMania match for all of them? Whether, uh, but I don't know if that is going to be the entire feud for the first quarter of 2022. Ang haba naman kung yung WrestleMania match. So I hope not. I hope not because I want to see Edge wrestle other people, you know. By WrestleMania, yeah. Uh, Crystal saying that uh, she realized that she's out of touch with WWE. No, no, uh, don't worry about it. That's what we're here for. It's totally fine, um, Crystal, because uh, a lot of people are. And it's totally understandable if you didn't want to watch wrestling during the pandemic. I mean, like, uh, you're not the first person. You won't be the last person. So, okay. Yeah. And again, that's what we're here for. We break it down for you so you can, you know, jump right back in if you ever feel like it. All right. Uh, Babyface producer Al, let's put up the next slide and talk about the RK Bronament finals. So, we found out this week that uh, the finals were postponed and it's going to happen on the December 27 episode of Monday Night Raw. So right before day one because of injuries to both the Street Profits and the Mysterios who are in the finals. Yeah, uh, it was announced like before the show aired, but it was still advertised. So they were just injured. We don't know what the injury is. We hope it's nothing bad. I guess it's nothing bad because they are doing the show in two weeks. So... I, I don't know who I want to win here. I think it's a Street Profits win. But, uh, or it could be a Mysterio's win so we can finally facilitate yung breakup nila. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling good to Mysterio's. Um, I, I think uh, they choke at day one and then it leads to one of them snapping. Hopefully Ray. Because I want to see Ray Mysterio be the bad guy here. Like be the overbearing Gen X uh, dad na parang, come on, son. Uh, you know, you're, you're a disgrace of the family. Your disappointment, blah blah blah. I don't know. I, I don't know how he'll do it because everybody loves Rey Mysterio. So I think mas magiging striking and jarring yung heel turn kapag si Rey yun. We've already seen how a, a little taste of 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 Rey being a heel, mostly not a heel heel, but more of an overbearing father. So he's done that before on SmackDown a little while back. So if it's just gonna be more of that, it's a heel turn I can believe in. Yeah, and you know, look in your own into your own relationships, your own lives. You know, there are Gen Xers or parents in your lives who are very overbearing, who uh, Rey Mysterio as a heel might remind you of, right? So, so think of think about these annoying Gen Xers na medyo may pagka boomer in them, or uh, you know, these overbearing adults who are hovering over your shoulder trying to micromanage you. Um, and pasin and put yourself tabi, in pasin pasin po sa mga Gen Xers dito sa chat. Uh, <laughs> sana walang Gen Xers dito sa chat. Or you know, not in tagunais lahat ng Gen Xers. Ni lahat. Okay. <laughs> but I, mean, I do acknowledge. I mean, what, what? Well, I mean, like, you never know who's watching us. Okay, okay, okay. Fair, fair. 
I'm just saying that you know a lot of our I don't know, a lot of our uh, viewers and listeners are millennials and Gen Z. So you know, <laughs> you never know. You never know. All right, uh, let's go to NXT now, and I want to talk about Grayson Waller because what from what we've seen on NXT 2.0, it looks like he's getting the 2018 Champa treatment. And he's the biggest scumbag, and nobody wants to touch him at all. Yeah, uh, malaking endorsement though. Actually, um, they made a star. I think they made a legit star out of Grayson Waller just from the simple attack that they did on Johnny Gargano last week. So it's great that he's getting this uh, this run because they needed a big heel. Like I do, I think there are a lot of gray characters at the top of the cards NXT right now. So they need a clear cut heel, and I think Grayson Waller fits the bill. I think. He was more unlikable anyway to begin with. Uh, he tried to be a face at first, but I think must a piss try that Yeah, if you followed him in PWA, yung home promotion nila nina Robbie Eagles, yung character niya don was the 21st century success story. He's basically an entitled arrogant millennial. And he kind of is bringing bits and pieces of it, just turned all the way up to NXT where he's a fame whore, basically. Diba? Like, shanalang yung my social media handles in his lower third when he makes his entrance, if you noticed. And uh, he's all about getting the likes, getting the chicks, getting LA Knight's car. Um, I, I love this direction for Grayson Waller, and I'm really, really happy na he's being positioned in this way. Na, uh, the, the Johnny Gargano farewell was a vehicle for him to really be elevated in a way that nobody else really could. Yeah, people are asking if LA Knight is a face. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, he's been a face since War Games. Um, people like him anyway because he's like The Rock. So there you go. Uh, if you weren't, if you didn't buy it yet, then na yung sign that tells you that LA Knight is in fact a babyface. Yeah, uh, Crystal in the comments is asking if I want to watch wrestling again, where to start? So drop your recommendations. Help a girl out in the no, comments. No, no, no. Uh, here is the answer. Somebody already asked me this on TikTok, actually. And my answer to that is watch the latest episode. Because may recap of what happened before. There's always a recap. Unless you're watching AEW. But there's always a recap, especially for WWE. And they want to tell you what happened before. And that's the best way to get caught up. Uh, Roman J is asking, kung counted ba as double turn yung nangyari kina Waller and LA Knight? Yeah, uh, I think so. They turned at the same time before War Games. So uh, if you didn't see that coming, then that's what happened. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to NXT 2.0 as a whole because we saw a very wrestling-heavy episode compared to previous episodes since the reboot. So, so what do you think about these uh, wrestling-heavy episodes? Uh, there's a lot of stuff that went on, actually, this week's episode. And okay lang sign up if there was like a unifying theme, if you will. Like, like a tournament? Yeah. Uh, I feel like these guys are just wrestling for wrestling's sake. That's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, definitely nothing wrong with that. Pero it feels like an AEW dark show. And I'm not saying, again, that an AEW dark show is bad. It's just that it's kind of directionless to just wrestling for the sake of it. And sometimes they're wrestling to establish the characters. So it's bad because um, championships like the North American Championship, the Cruiserweight Championship, even the Tag Team Championships, they're not featured as much. So parang nobody's chasing them. And as a result, parang nobody wants the prize 
if 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 that makes sense i don't know if i am making sense to everyone watching this right now it's like they're not chasing for the top prices i guess kasi walang surefire contender coming out of war games because normally sa night tayo, na when there's a big show and then you have the episode after, inexpect mo na na okay, established na nila kung ano yung new stories, yung new challengers. And we kind of have that in Champa and Braun Breaker. Diba? We saw that right after War Games and again this past week. But I guess you're right in terms of, say, the women's championship picture or the tag team championship picture sa women's division na walang clear-cut contenders right now because uh, Raquel's I mean, got Dakota. I, I guess yeah. Cora Jade is the enemy right the now. Contender. Toxic yeah, attraction. she's a contender. Uh. Yeah, diba? she's a contender right now. And better for everyone else, they are floating currently. Yeah. Um, well, I guess if you count Dexter Loomis as a contender ni Carmelo Hayes, but they've got a storyline going on right now. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, there's that too. And I totally forgot because they didn't feature that on this week's episode. Meron, meron. Yeah, sobrang paunti-unti lang with everything. I guess, like, a little bit of something for everyone, I guess, is what they tried with this week's episode. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll take another break. When we come back, we'll talk about some AEW. We'll also talk about Shibata's return uh, at the Wrestle Kingdom stage. And we'll do TBT as we pay tribute to ROH. But first, we got to let you know about a couple of ways to support the podcast. One is through your online shopping over on Shopee. Yeah. Uh, in, again, uh, the 12th... 12 sale has been extended. It's now a payday sale. So if you haven't gotten the things you need and want also from Shopee, now is the time. So use our affiliate link to support the podcast. It is podlink.co slash W9X. Podlink.co slash the letter W, the number 9, and the letter X. Type that in your mobile browser. Add to cart and check out from the app. And what you buy will help us do what we do here in the podcast at no extra cost to you. Uh, we are nine days away from Christmas, nine sleeps away. So you can get yourself a Christmas gift through the Nike Southeast Asian online store and support the podcast in one fell swoop. Yes, sir. So the pod, uh, the affiliate link for that is podlink.co slash 2J8, podlink.co slash number two, the letter J and the number eight. Again, what you buy will help us do what we do here in the pod. And now a quick break to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hi mga macho at sexy chismosa, ako nga pala si Makoy, ang inyong corporate slave. At ako nga pala si Ingo, ang inyong corporate lucky. Nabalitaan nyo na ba yung pinakabagong chismis? Nandito na kami ngayon sa Podcast Network Asia. Oo nga, kaya samahan nyo kami sa longest. Longest? Running. Ay, yung pinakamahaba? Comedy podcast sa buong Pilipinas. Di ba pa longest? Yung pinakamahaba? Oo, parang tayo yung pinakamahaba. Ang macho chismisa. Dahil ang tunay na macho, chismoso. Pag longest ba? Tayo rin yung pinakamatigas. Let's get to some shoutouts over on Kumu. Before that, uh, we didn't greet Crystal and Merry Christmas before she left. So Merry Christmas, Crystal. Thank you for dropping by and gracing all of us. We didn't sneeze, but thank you for blessing us. So uh, for Kumu, saying hey again to Abby, nag-send siya ng halo-halo. Uy, congrats on the promotion. Uh, congrats on the promotion. I think we should uh, set it in stone on the pod. That's um, right. Finally, Abby has been promoted after, <laughs> after so long. Because ang sabi ni sa atin is the last time she was promoted, Shane McMahon has not come back yet. Mm-mm. And now that she's been promoted, Shane McMahon is also gone. So uh, saying hey as well to Paolo underscore Paolo who sent sobrazong saya and festive Sundays. I think those are stickers. Food stickers. 
saying hey to Haru.Haru16 for following us. Thank you, man. Uh, Scumageddon said, since Kevin Owens re-upped his contract, he would love Kevin Owens to feud with Edge. The promos for that one are going to be huge and banging. I think uh, I would love that for WrestleMania. So Yeah. Uh, saying hey as well to everyone who dropped by on Kumu and listening to us for our uh, wrestling talk. It is the last live stream of the year, and this is our unofficial official uh, wrestling wrestling podcast Christmas party. So thank you again for everyone for dropping by. See Francis Balingbing in the comments. Sinasabi niya na he feels Kofi Mania vibes from the current Liv Morgan run. Parang malayu pa for me. Uh, uh... It's not there yet because people are still cheering for Becky, and that's kind of taking away some of the thunder. So call us to live because she has to go up against Becky, and Becky isn't like Daniel Bryan from 2018, I believe. Uh, that he wasn't, he she didn't turn all the way evil. Like she's still pretty popular, so that's working against Liv right now. So sayang lang. Uh, but I do believe that she will win on day one. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we predict day one. Yeah, uh, I I will repeat. Na hindi ko na talaga alam what Becky could do to get you know to to be hated because she's so popular. And I don't know what it is. I think it's just people really really love Becky Lynch. It's just that. Yeah, yeah. She is. She's also kind of adorable. She is. <laughs> you know, like, she. Kahit, 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 she is very. Kahit, kahit ang you know, so may no, kahit ang siya, may pagka adorable pa rin siya. So there, there's that working against everyone. Yeah, but you know, it is what it is. All right, let's go over to AEW. And um, we got to talk about that 60-minute Broadway that Ro alluded to earlier. So this is what we got to answer here. Should TK stop putting the real main event matches in the opening spot? Before that, I wanted to talk about the polarizing opinions of the 60-minute match. As a wrestler and as a fan... The match was good. Um, there is no denying that. Say it's Hangman Page and da Brian Danielson, so they are pretty good. There is no denying that. But I am just not a fan of sixty-minute matches. Like I, I have sat through my fair share of long matches, and it's just not for me. Um, you kind of when you know that it's a sixty-minute match, or you know around that area, around that ballpark, you can kind of tune out of the first. What thirty or forty or so minutes? Yeah, because alam oh di ba naman matatapos si match agade, so there is no reason for me to pay my full attention to everything that's happening because I know they're not trying to end it. So that works against them, and it works against the story that you're everyone is naturally telling as a pro wrestler, which is to win. Because at this point, uh, you are telling us that you're entire angle or your entire goal is not to win but to go 60 minutes you know you know what i'm saying mm. so it's just not a thing that i like as a wrestler i prefer it when you are trying to win the you're trying to win in lesser time i actually prefer the 30 minute draw because at that point you can still go 30 minutes and uh end up not trying to win because i mean you end up not winning because I want to say something about uh, what you just said na nakakapagod yung 60-minute broadways because um, you, you remember yung Okada Omega 60-minute draw, right? From yeah, yeah. What, four years ago. So when that came out, everybody was jizzing over it. Na parang, oh, best match ever, best match of all time, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, it was good, though. It, it was good pero yung energy na, na sap away siya for me 
after the first 30 minutes. Like, napagod ako. And I thought na parang, is there something wrong with me as a fan I couldn't enjoy it because I just wasn't into it? Especially after having gone through an entire card before that. I guess what I'm trying to say is, medyo na-validate ako na parang, yeah, um, I, I don't enjoy 60-minute draws either because I want to be invested from start to finish. And knowing that it's a 60-minute thing, parang uh, it requires a lot of mental energy to go into it, which I guess factors into the decision to put it at the start of the show, which I think was not the best move either. Um, sa akin naman kasi is when you have a 60 minute match I, you can it's okay to tune out of the first 30 minutes uh, kasi alam mo naman na hindi pa naman natapos agad so yun uh, Emil is right that it was put in the opening match so going to the question um, he is right in saying that syempre if you put it in the middle of the show everyone's gonna say okay this is on at the top of the second hour so it's probably going a whole 60 minutes or it's gonna end before the show is up diba? yeah uh I, I get the dilemma it's just that it's it's gotta suck for everyone else on the show if you're gonna have to follow that and it was a great match but like I think nagagree naman tayo na hangman versus Brian was pretty good but like if you're Serena Deeb or if you're MJF or or uh Matt Seidel and Ward well that, that was a squash match but you get what I mean like everyone else had to follow that uh they had to sila yeah, sobrang uh, nakakapagod yun. And uh, kawawa talaga yung ano, kawawa talaga yung ibang guys. Like, how how am I supposed to follow that? Especially now that you have sapped my entire energy of watch, you know, for for watching this entire show. And may rampage pa pagkatapos. Right, right. Sobrang hirap nun. Sobrang hirap nun for everybody. Uh, Rose got to take a quick break. He's going to be uh, getting to a delivery. The realities of the Christmas season are hitting us hard during our Christmas party. So uh, let, let me get to this uh, question from Gabriel Magna in the comments. Niya, maybe depends on the style because Keno versus Nakajima, title versus title went that way and it was mostly a strike fest. Yeah, probably. Uh, but I don't know. It, it's just really not for me. Um, I guess going back to yung uh, it's just really hard for everybody else to follow a 60-minute match. And um, I guess it's the perspective of Ro having been part of actual wrestling shows where we're putting together uh, matches and sequences and stuff. And dun namin nakita na, oh, nga, no, hindi mo pwedeng paguri na agad yung crowd ng opening match palang or like uh, the match right before intermission because you still have the, the second half of the card when theoretically, diba, your audience should really be hyped for the main event because that's the main event. But it kind of becomes counterintuitive when your main event is in the opening spot because you just drain the crowd out of all that excitement, all of that energy before they could get to the uh, diamond, diamond, uh, dynamite diamond ring finals, which we'll get to in a bit. Right? So that was kind of weird. Um, Alistair in the comments is asking, Brian Danielson described Hangman Page as a modern age Stone Cold Steve Austin. Do you agree with him? I can't say that I do kasi mas nakikita ko yun kay John Moxley. To an extent kay Eddie Kingston, but really kay Mox. Because uh, Hangman is not Stone Cold. Stone Cold would never say that he has been battling with anxiety. He would never tell you na, you know, he's struggling to um, see where his relationships are at, you know. Uh, Hangman Page is very self-aware as a character. Kaya nga siya anxious millennial cowboy. Stone Cold was not that. Stone Cold was yung Angas na action star from the '90s that every everybody wanted to like root for. Hangman's not that guy. Uh, Hangman is too clean cut. 
to be a, a stone cold. I mean, di mo siya kupal eh, di ba? So, yeah. I, I think you already mentioned that. Di mo siya kupal. Di rin naman siya gago. He's just a guy who is dealing with his, as you mentioned, his uh, personal issues through alcohol. <laughs> yeah. He just likes to get drunk to deal with, you know, his his anxiety. And he also doesn't feud with authority figures. Hangman is an anti-authority. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he is more concerned about leading uh, an entire faction. Yeah, and wondering kung kulto ba sila o hindi. So, you know, that, that's different. Jomari says, hindi naman palagi yung 60-minute match yung uh, nasa opening sa AEW or lumagpas man sa time limit, which means TK's match booking is still unpredictable. Although, nakakapagod naman manood kapag sobrang tagal. Um, I want to say that there's nothing wrong, I think, with putting out an hour-long match every now and then. Uh, I, I like the idea of it, like I, I get what they're going for, and Shampra, you want to protect um, both guys. And I would much rather do this than to have a schmoz finish uh, the way WWE does it. Actually, I, you know, when it comes down to it, the the sixty minute time limit draw or the thirty minute time limit draw is not a bad thing. I would rather have that. Pero, eto nga, there are really um, other things you have to consider. And as people are, you and I, Stan, we yeah. are. We are involved in making shows, diba? So we have to we we know the importance of pacing uh your 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 content. So kailangan talaga na ano is pagisipan mo or you know, isipin mo yung crowd and yung in you and yung roster mo and how this big match will affect them and their experience. Yeah, uh you know, just to pull the curtain back a little bit, we really learned that the hard way. Uh, you know, yeah. in, in the pre-pandemic world. So we could see, we could see naman, like, you know, at the PWR shows we were a part of, the parang, ah, ano, third match pa lang napagod na sila kasi nag-sprack na si XYZ, you know? So it, it happens. Uh, one last question about Brian before we move on. This is the second time that he had a match, big match for the world title that ended in a draw. Is that good or bad for him as a character? Um, Well, in this particular case, kasi, uh, the first time because he was wrestling as a face, but now he's wrestling as a heel. And you can argue that all of his taunting in this match uh, cost him the cost him the win. Because mm. sa sinayang. So uh, it kind of makes him look silly, but also it also helps his um, his newfound heel character, which they still have not explained. Uh, so I don't mind it. I don't think it looks weak. Uh, Hangman Page looks strong for having survived the onslaught and for taking Brian to his limits. But there is a limit to how strong they look because they weren't able to finish each other off. I do, okay. I do like the way that it went down, though. Na malapit na manado si Adam Page and then um, ng na, na ubus na siya ng oras. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was pretty good. Hindi siya yung stereotypical na uh, three, two, one, sabay din sa pinfall, diba? Tapos yung one last beat na lang yung kulang. So, I like yeah. that. Uh, let's get to the next uh, bit about Dynamite, which is the uh, Dynamite Diamond Ring. Yun, lagi ako uh, I, I didn't feel that it was the main event. Because obviously, diba, World Championship will always be the main event. But uh, now that we've seen three years running, si MJF pa rin yung Dim- Dynamite Diamond Ring holder, is it really worth winning? Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's for. I don't know what benefits or privileges that it affords. Uh, the holder, other than the fact that they have a nice diamond ring to use as a weapon. So I don't know what 
kung wala pala siyang saysay, bakit pa siya nandito, di ba? Other than the fact that it has been used to prop up MJF the entire time it's been a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember si Shavani sinabi niya on commentary, we have to live through another year of MJF. And I'm like, another year of him doing what? Like, with or without the ring, he would still be MJF. Oh, well. And it's like the brass ring. You know? no, nothing happened to Scorpio Sky after grabbing the brass ring. So uh, if there are any bad habits that TK has, it, it this is one of them. This His weird obsession with MacGuffins in his wrestling. MacGuffins in wrestling. I, I have not heard that word in a while. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get to this next bit, which is the lights going out at the end of MJF versus uh, Dante Martin. So... Who did you expect to appear after the lights went out? Oh, actually, di pa hama abut dito. So, see, may demo bas ba? It was Sting and Darby. Oh, God. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> uh, did, the, did the lights turn red? No. The lights oh, just went out, it? and then Sting and Darby appeared in the ring, and then it sets up Punk, Sting, and Darby versus MJF and FTR. Ah, okay. Gets, gets. Wow, okay. Uh, well, I haven't seen it yet, so I had no expectations as to who it is. But there was a spot, I believe it was last week, that the lights went out and then the lights became red. So that might be the tease that people are looking for for one Widham. So uh, if that's a thing, then you don't expect go. But otherwise, if this wasn't the red light thing, then I wasn't going to expect Bray Wyatt to come out. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. people in the comments are saying, Wyndham, Wyndham, Bray Wyatt. Uh, Aris is right. Na anniversary ni Sting. I think that's why they're building up this six man uh, with with them in it. But I don't know. Um, I I guess they're playing off of this weird tension between Punk and Darby because they they were rivals when Punk first came in, and then now Punk's come to save them. But eh, I mean, it's Sting and Darby, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh It's okay. I mean, if you manage your expectations, then you won't be you won't be betrayed by them. Emil said in the comments na sinanay na kasi tayo with someone making a debut when the lights go out. Probably. Uh, yeah. Uh, that, that's actually na pretty... That's actually not wrong, I would say. Uh, that is um, a pretty Pavlovian <laughs> plot device that they've had. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, kind of like in WWE, the when the lights go off and they hear the gong, you think, Undertaker. So I guess for AEW, the lights go off and then they go back on debut. But, you know, that, uh, that wasn't the case for this week. Um, all throughout the show, sinasabi rin na Tony Schiavone that Tony Khan had a big announcement to make. And I guess um, AEW forgot to announce, to make that announcement. And it was supposed to be the bracket for the Owen Cup. That's what happens when you uh, put on a 60-minute match. <laughs> uh, but, hey, yeah, um, it happens. And I guess they will either announce it on Rampage or post it on Twitter. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for AEW Talk. Let's go to NJPW. Let's address Rose's background and his t-shirt. Katsuyori Shibata has announced that he will be taking part in a match at Wrestle Kingdom 16. Jan for mismo. So, ang kalaban niya ngayon si TBA. Sino yun? Di natin alam. Yeah, he just really announced and tama lang. He was, he was just there to announce that he had a match. And that is a big announcement in itself. Because the last time he was in the ring, he was uh, having an, an exhibition with ZSJ. And exhibition ng yun. And this is a full match, which means somebody in the back has cleared him to wrestle, which means that his career gets to continue. And I am uh, super ecstatic for that as a huge Shibata fan. 
Yeah, this also means that whoever's going to step in the ring with Shibata is going to get really, really hurt on January 4. Uh, well, well, for one thing, uh, they won't have to worry about headbutts. Because for sure, it's God, I hope so. I, I really hope so. I, I always get scared whenever someone does a headbutt. Even the Glasgow kiss of Drew McIntyre, for me, that's So like, what more Shibata, who really did the, the headbutt diba, until he would bust himself open for real, hard way. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be much tamer this time around. Sana, sana. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I wouldn't call myself as big of a Shibata fan as you are, but I'm a fan of comeback stories. I'm a fan of wrestlers unretiring and beating the odds, lalo na kapag concussion issues or neck and spinal injuries yung pinag-uusapan. So I'm rooting for Shibata. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun talking about the Wrestle Kingdom card and the Day 1 card as we end 2021. All right. Uh, time for us to get to our, la- uh, our penultimate segment for our live stream, and that is TBT. So... This past week, we said goodbye to Ring of Honor. We said thank you, ROH. So for our TBT, let's talk about Ring of Honor and its legacy. Hi. So uh, I don't know if a lot of guys um, are aware of it or not. But Ring of Honor has a huge influence over the wrestling we see now and the wrestling we love now. Over the past 10 or 15 years, which is pretty much almost all of uh, Ring of Honor's existence. May hawak sila dun. From the top guys you see in CM Punk and Brian Danielson to even as small as low-key or yung influence ni uh, Nigel McGuinness on commentary. Guys like Samoa Joe, guys like Kenta who have um, appeared everywhere around the world. Uh, Ring of Honor has had fingers in that pie, if you will. So you can't not watch wrestling from the past decade or so and not see how Ring of Honor has affected everyone. So whether you know it or not, again, you are you have been touched by the influence of Ring of Honor. There was a brief moment in 2014 and 2015, na we could say back to back that the guy who stood tall at the end of WrestleMania holding up the world championship was a former Ring of Honor world champion. That was Brian in 2014 and then Seth Rollins in 2015. So that's a quick snapshot, right? Uh, people like AJ Styles, who we haven't talked about, Nangaling Ring, Ring, Ring of Honor, Kevin Steen and El Generico. That, that whole Stenerico saga came from Ring of Honor. The Young Bucks made a huge living at uh, Ring of Honor. Bullet Club became mainstream in the States because of Ring of Honor. So Rose Wright, when he says na yung legacy nila is, is really felt, and I can't say that I've watched a lot of Ring of Honor, but even when I was dipping my toes back into the fandom a decade ago, I knew what Ring of Honor was. I knew what the logo looked like. Uh, I, I knew the names, even though I'd never really seen their work. When I was getting my education in the smart side of the fandom. Uh, one of the things that I knew I had to watch in order to, you know, uh, build up my credibility as a wrestling fan, quote unquote, which is, you know, back when that stuff mattered. Uh, the thing to watch really was Ring of Honor. I say this was the pipeline for a lot of the next generation of stars. Before NXT, you had to watch Ring of Honor and some other independent promotions to know who the next big stars were. Because that's what they did. It's not an official developmental territory, but Ring of Honor did such a good job of building up the next guys 
of the big promotions, whether it was WWE, whether it was whether it was TNA at the time, uh, they were they knew that they had to get from Ring of Honor. So uh, back in ten years ago, at this time ten years ago, I was covering Ring of Honor for LordsOfPain.net. Uh, nobody did it, but um, that was a time of, you know, as you mentioned, Kevin Steen and El Generico. It was a time of the embassy, Tommaso Ciampa and Michael Elgin. Uh, people you know now as the pillars of modern day PG or modern era wrestling, reality era wrestling. And a lot of people are remembering it fondly as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ring of Honor to me was a type of uh, I think type of content I would seek out specifically like when I got older into the fandom. The parang okay, I really want to watch the wrestling that I missed out on when I was you know relatively new Ulitsa fandom. So I remember going out of my way to watch a Kevin Steen and Shinsuke Nakamura match uh, at Ring of Honor um, last year. Nung when we were all starving for content because we were all stuck at home, fresh pa yung uh, pandemic. I went through the greatest hits ni Brian Danielson sa Ring of Honor. So that classic with Takeshi Morishima, the Nigel McGuinness match, uh, you know, um, all, all of the Brian classics from Ring of Honor. Talagang napa-absorb ako. And then I was like, wow, this is really good stuff. And I guess must appreciate ko siya ngayon as an older fan because when I was a younger fan, I don't think I would have appreciated it because iba yung pananaw ko on wrestling then. So... Um, wait, uh, before you get to your point, Ro, I just want to open the floor to everybody. Like, type in yeah. your favorite Ring of Honor moments or matches or even stars that you know you really appreciated because of their work in ROH. Siskamagaidan on Kumu brings up a really, really good point. And I think it's a point you'll appreciate. Ring of Honor was the reason that Eddie Guerrero got re-signed by the WWE back in 2002. That's so right. Eddie was, Eddie was a big part of Ring of Honor's debut. He was on the main event of their first ever show. Back in 2002, and it really made him look employable again after his uh, personal controversies. Right? If I remember it correctly, yung story nun was Eddie had already resigned with WWE, but he just had to f- uh, fulfill yung last commitments niya in the indie scene. And one of them was that Ring of Honor show before he went back full time sa WWE. Yon, yon. Uh, see Rage underscore Ammo on Kumu says CM Punk. So, of course, CM Punk is a huge, huge part of Ring of Honor. Without his stint in Ring of Honor, uh, WWE would not have picked him up for sure. Yeah. Uh, the summer of Punk that we enjoyed in 2011, Nangani, a Ring of Honor, 2005 yeah. or 2006. Yes, sir. So, dun, dun they just brought that same story and concept over to WWE, which at the time, was such a huge deal because people couldn't believe that something they'd seen at Ring of Honor made its way to WWE. Yeah, and it's something that Vince probably didn't pick up on, but he still pulled the trigger on it anyway. So that's pretty impressive. Uh, let's go to uh, some of the comments here. Julian yeah, yeah. says uh, his the feud between Brian Danielson and Nigel McGuinness was his favorite from ROH. Uh, Joseph Montesilio did a three-parter video essay on that feud, and he says he regrets that he did not discover that early. I think you were a child when that happened. Okay, so it's totally okay. I discovered that stuff just last year, dude. It's fine. We're not judging you at all. Yeah, I mean, bata ka pa nun eh, diba? Diba bata ka pa lang ngayon. So, mas bata ka pa nun. So, okay lang. Hindi mo na on YouTube. Yeah. 
Emil says, my first time seeing ROH was an episode that had Jay Lethal and Roderick Strong in the main event for the TV title. Amazing match and will stick with me forever as my favorite ROH match. Uh, yes, sir. Um, Emil also says, ROH was AEW before AEW. I guess you could say I that. Wouldn't, I, it's easy to say, but it wasn't because ROH wasn't, you know, a big company like AEW is now. Um AEW is more WCW than anything. I say they have the national, the nationwide presence. Ah, ROH yeah. And a big bankroller. Yeah, yeah. ROH was stuck in Maryland, in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And that's all they could do, really. And kung saan saan So I wouldn't say it was AEW before AEW. Impact was more AEW before AEW. Uh, Rowan J, shouting out Jay Lethal, his favorite ROH stars. He, Rowan, he really loved Moose. Alistair says he commends ROH for rejuvenating PCO's career. Uh, Leo enjoyed Punk and Nakamura's work in, uh, in ROH. Admin Angelo, Stinerico, no doubt. See, Jimmy Jacobs was a big ROH guy, didn't right? Yes, yes. That's where they got him from, again. Uh, that, was, that was the time uh, when, when Triple H was signing Indie Stars to NXT. Uh, um, ROH was more NXT before NXT, not AEW. So I mentioned Jimmy Jacobs because uh, I don't know if a lot of you guys in the comments know this, but he was a writer then for WWE for a few years, and he had a huge impact then in a lot of storylines that we love. For example, the Festival of Friendship storyline between Jericho and Kevin Owens, Jimmy Jacobs had a huge hand in it. Uh, in fact, you list the list character ni Jericho uh, was something Jimmy Jacobs came up with. So yeah, right. um, we we really felt yung impact of all of these ROH alumni. Um, both men and women over the last, I would say, yeah, 15 years of the industry. Yep, yep. Scumagadon says his favorite ROH wrestler is Christopher Daniels, um, something, someone who has not been mentioned yet. So, yun. So, and dami talaga. So, kahit saan ka magpunta, you will see the reach of ROH's influence. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, all of the wrestlers who had gone through ROH, they'd already tweeted it, hashtag, thank you, ROH. And, you know, us here on the podcast, we say the same thing. Thank you, ROH. Thank you, Ring of Honor. Uh, because all of these alumni, all of these stars who we know and love and appreciate would not have the platform that they have if not for uh, their time honing their skills at Ring of Honor. Yes, sir. Time for us to get to our picks of the week. So let's bring in our intern, Rowan, the SHIT. Let's bring him in from backstage. Uh, oh, there he is. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> hey, guys. Hi, Rowan. Ano na ba mas prefer mo? A-S-H or S-H-I-T? I mean, uh, S-H-I-T is working for me. All right. All right. I mean, he's got the poop on his mask, so I think yep. he sealed it already, you know, with that. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. All right, let's get to our picks of the week. Let's start with the intern. Rowan, the S-H-I-T, you're up. All right, my pick of the week is this week's SmackDown's main event. That is the triple threat tag team match between the Usos uh, the New Day and RK Bro, and like what I said on the Smack on my SmackDown review, the match was really exciting due to its uh, fast-paced action. Then would later transition to slow, methodical pace. So balance, balanced, yeah. All right, all right, good stuff, That's good fair. stuff. How about you, Ro? Uh, Yun, um, I didn't have much time to pick a match, uh, pick of the week. So let's go with, even though I said some things about it, uh, Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page from, from this morning. So it's still a good match. Yeah, it's, it's still a Brian Danielson match. It's still pretty good. You know, my issues with it aside. All right. 
Uh, my pick of the week was the opening segment from SmackDown. Brock and Sammy and Paul Heyman all doing their thing for 20 minutes. We said it na on the show kanina. Sila talaga yung nagdala nung uh, SmackDown this week and I loved it. Let's go through the comment section and get to your picks of the week. Uh, both Emil and Admin Jackie giving a shout out to Amanda Huber, the widow of the late John Huber, a.k.a. Mr. Brody Lee. She wrote a Players' Tribune article to pay tribute to uh, to Brody because his birthday is this month. And his death anniversary is coming up in like 10 days. So it's worth a read based on everybody who's been tweeting it out. I haven't read it yet. Uh, but, you know, based on their endorsements, I, I will set some time aside for it tomorrow. Um, John Christopher, pick of the week. Hangman versus Brian, even though he hoped for a winner. Julian, pick of the week. Yeah, the Sammy and Brock segment and the entire ROH final battle and Brian versus Hangman. Uh, Roman J, yung pick of the week is Dana Brooke and Reggie and their snow dive escapades for the lows. Yes. Uh, si Leo, he picks Hook. He said Hook. Forgot about Hook. Hook. We forgot about Hook. <laughs> I forgot to talk about Hook on this show. All right, it, let's it talk about Hook really quick. Is help. Hook can, can I, your no. rookie of the year? Uh, uh, no, because it's too late and he's only had one match and I don't know how many more matches he's going to have before the month ends. So uh, I will not say that this year is your rookie of the year. Maybe next year. I think he still qualifies for next year. But but Hook is so, so good. Uh, I'm just going to say that as someone who has seen a lot of people have their first match in front of you know a legit crowd in, in a real wrestling show, you don't get much better than someone who is as relaxed and as calm and as commanding as Hook. So that's not just me kissing his ass, but it's really impressive on how it and how he handled himself in his very first televised wrestling match on TV in front of people. Rowan, your quick thoughts on Hook, who they sent. I love his hairstyle. I love his hairstyle. <laughs> uh, his body is really great. Uh, the presence, he looks like a boxer. But uh, submission specialist, nga siya. and. Ah, uh, sobrang suave niya gumalaw sa ring and yes. Uh, ma- marami siyang ano, future for sure. Uh Ro, I got to ask you, uh Hook or Dominic Mysterio? Uh at this point it's got to be Hook kasi well, you know, it's one match, but I have seen Hook carry himself through that match and not, you know, shoot for more than he can chew off, you know. Sobrang good job din na ano. Ang bangis ng theme song niya, Action Bronson. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. So, uh, great presentation overall. So, um, the, the hook love has not been forgotten. Hook sent. All right, let's get through the rest of the picks of the week. Leo also picks Cora Jade versus Dakota Kai. Uh, Admin Angela picks Brock and Sammy segment from SmackDown. Eli picks the buildup of MJF and FTR and Punk, Darby, and Sting. Uh, sino pa ba? Yun, that, that's about it here for no, Facebook. No, 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 no. Sakumu naman. Yeah, Scamageddon has two picks, Young Bucks in complex sneaker shopping segment uh, that happened. And they bought 10, was it 10,000? $10,000 worth? Jesus Christ. And the announcement, I sorry, sorry, the BOSJ finals between Hiromu Takahashi and Yo from yesterday. So that's the thing that happened. Haru.haru16 says his favorite segment is the Becky and Liv segment from Raw. So that's totally that's totally cool as well. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's all from Kumu. Uh, for those of you who uh, are are following New Japan and are invested in Robbie Eagles, he also announced that he's going to be competing at Wrestle Kingdom on the fifth. 
So he'll be on the Jan 5 card. So watch out for that. And uh, send him a tweet if you're excited for his match. Uh, who knows? We might get him on the podcast sooner than later since big things are happening on the horizon again for Kuya Bobby. All right. On that note, we got to end our unofficial official Christmas party here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Rowan, anything that you want the listeners to check out before we go? Uh, yeah, please uh, listen to our recent audio-only episode we talked, where we talked about our uh, wrestling returns that stole the year 2021. And Yon. also, please check out my SmackDown review on Patreon. Well, yeah, well, people have to you know, have to subscribe to Patreon yes. for that. So. Yeah, yeah. And so, if you want to read his work uh, and the other stuff as well, and get into the day one watch party happening soon, please subscribe to Patreon. With the Tagalog commentary. Yes, Hello. yes. Uh, I'm I'm actually doing preparations now for day one. Uh, Ro, anything for uh, for you to check out? Lanaman. Uh, just check out TikTok again at Wrestling Two X Pod because. Um, always giving out our takes so if you have some good questions we will answer them uh, Rowan and I are holding down the fort in that regard uh, check out smarthenry.com for uh, the news that Ro breaks down and pati na rin yung mga reviews from Ricky who is really trying to keep it together and of course follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Spotify at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Thank you very much to everybody who joined us for our Christmas party here on the live stream. Thank you to all of our guests who joined us on the live stream for 2021. We'll save all the big thank yous for the audio-only episodes. Don't forget, next week, we've got the year-end award. So, initiation to ni Rowan, the SHIT, sa year-end award committee. And then the year, uh, the, the week after that, we'll be closing out the year with day one predictions and Wrestle Kingdom 16 predi- uh, predictions, super-sized, jam-packed episodes of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Thank you again to the PNA family for uh, giving us this platform to keep talking about wrestling with you guys for another year. And we'll see you in January for our first live stream of 2022. Sana buhay pa sila at 8.12pm sa kanilang Christmas party at di pa sila mga lasing and unable to go home. But as for us, we gotta enjoy our Thursday evening and we hope you do too. So on behalf of Ro Moran and Chino Liao and Ro and the SHIT, my name is Stan C. Thank you to Babyface producer Al and everyone else behind the scenes. Mask up. Please get your vaccines and your boosters if you can. Vote next year. And Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.